Hello and welcome to the What Manners Most podcast. I am Mr. Manners, Thomas Farley, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. Well, as we all continue to deal with the massive changes and disruptions to our lives over the past several weeks, I think one of the things that has really helped get me through and inspired me is witnessing the way so many individuals from all walks of life have reached deep inside themselves to think of ways that they can help out in the fight against the coronavirus. And one of those people, a name perhaps that you do not know, but I assure you, you're going to be so impressed by her story and inspired by her story, is actually a longtime friend of mine, Teresa Pepe, who in normal times is a stationary designer and she creates the most gorgeous wedding and graduation party invitations. She's obviously not doing those these days, but what she is doing, I think is something that is going to really, really impress you. And I hope inspire something in you to think of ways that you might be able to creatively help in the fight against Corona. It also calls to mind for me, a favorite quote of mine in the realm of volunteering, which is by a woman named Sherry Anderson. And Sherry says, Volunteers don't get paid, not because they're worthless, but because they're priceless. And I think after you hear Teresa's story, you will wholeheartedly agree that the work she and her family, her entire family, are doing is indeed priceless. That interview coming right up. So welcome back. As I mentioned before the break, I am so pleased to welcome our next guest to the podcast. She is really stepping up in this coronavirus epidemic in a way that she never anticipated. And you're going to hear all about this remarkable story from my good friend, Teresa Pepe. Teresa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And and thank you so much. Well, I just want to just dive right in and talk with you about this project that you are engaging in and how it all started. So you, this, this began a few weeks ago for you? This began about three and a half weeks ago for me. Basically, my, my husband's a chemistry teacher and one of his students' mom, who is a nurse at Sloan Kettering uh, Hospital in New York City, her name is uh, Trish Foley reached out and she said, I know I'm reaching for straws, but do you happen to have any N95 masks? And my husband asked me, he says, you know, I just had a mom ask me, you know, who works at Sloan Kettering, if we have any N95 masks. And I said, you know, we actually have maybe three. So we went to look and we had five. And my husband goes, okay, I'm going to give it to her. And I said, no. (laughs) He said, no, yes, we're going to give it to her because don't worry, you know, where to give now and help out and, and, and don't worry, we don't need it right now. And I went, you know, you're right. I'm being a little selfish right now Let or panic. Let's give it. So we met her at the high school parking lot and handed it to her. And I went and, you know, we kept our distance. I saw her face and it, and it hit me. It hit me really hard and the panic and, and you could just see that they're really struggling. So I said, Man, I just stood there and listened. And then finally I said, you know, I have a die cut machine. I, I normally do anything with paper, anything with plastic. I could probably make something, but I can't sew for the life of me. Maybe <laughs> just a straight C. 
stitch. I can't. I really can't. Because uh-huh. I know some ladies are doing beautiful uh, cloth masks all over the, the, the country now. But I just can't sew. And I said, but I could maybe come up. And I sit there. And, I, and then my husband goes, well, you have transparency sheets at home. Can you do anything with that? And I said, well, you know what? I could make a shield maybe. And she goes, Oh, that would be wonderful, she said, because we have to intubate patients and we need something to keep the body fluid away or fluids away, you know, to protect our face and even Mm -hmm. the mask underneath that we're reusing. So I said, okay, let me go home and let me see what I come up with. And I promise I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. Just so people understand. So this is not the shields that you're making are not a substitute for face masks. They're a supplement to the face mask to help prevent damage and contamination of the face mask itself to prolong their use? Yes, these are face shields and they actually are a barrier. They're using them mainly in the ER and ICU to keep body fluids away from the mask underneath or their goggles and it's an extra protection. They're easy to wipe and I hear that they can put them under UV light and reuse them. So they're reusable. How many times? I'm not sure, but they're reusing them. The machine I use is called the Silhouette Cameo 4, and it is an amazing machine. It's actually a crafting machine. On any given day, you're using this machine and your crafting abilities to create stationary invitations for high-end weddings and different occasions. Now here you are, you're immersed in this production line of creating face shields. So. From that first delivery that you made, where have things grown from there? So, yes, I, I actually have a business. That's what, what I use this machine for, Creations by Teresa. And I make wedding invitations, and I do greeting cards. I do paper flowers. I do all kinds of paper, anything paper I can create, uh, all kinds of, of things. And I have put this on hold. Obviously, now there are no weddings or, or events or sweet 16s. Everything's closed. So I have put this on hold, and I have turned my business, but I am not charging for the face shield. It's just something I want to do to give back. But I have totally not made any greeting cards, any invitations. I am totally 100% face shield making right now until this is over. As of now, I've made uh, 1,200 face shield masks here at my house. Wow. Yes. And my husband's helped out. My father, who's 79 years old, is helping out because we're all quarantined here. You know, we're all together in the house. And my daughter, Genesis, is also helping make them. And now I have ladies from all across the U.S. because of my instructor. I have a licensing through Terry Johnson Creates to teach lessons on how to use this machine. That's also another part of my business that I do. Anybody who wants to learn how to use this machine or create things, I am a licensed instructor through Terry Johnson Creates. She shared my story with the company Silhouette and with all her ladies across the U.S. And some are from other countries, such as Africa, Spain, Brazil. She's shared it with them. And then the the Silhouette America has put the design for free on their design store. I've also emailed whoever wants the design for free so they can load it on their machine and make these shields for their countries, for their states. And some of the ladies in the states have made shields and they're starting to ship them to me for New York to help out. Wow. So now I can distribute even more. How long does it take to make one shield? Basically, I take a box of transparency sheets 
So I have two machines cutting at the same time. I take one, my father, my 79-year-old father, Alfredo, takes the other one. And I showed him how to do it, and I just load the transparency. It takes us about three hours to four hours to cut out 100. Okay. And then after they're all cut out, we just put the foam. My my husband and Genesis take over putting the foam on it. And then we all sit together after dinner. We take a break for the day. And we sit together and put the elastic cording or whatever elastic we can get through the holes, tie the knots, and put them in a box. So I'd say a hundred. We're we're now able to do a hundred shields in about a day. Okay, so you've made twelve hundred shields. Tell us where yeah. they've gone and what the response has been. The response has been outstanding. They have gone out so far to about eight to nine hospitals. I try to write everything down in a book, but they first went out. They've gone out to Sloan Kettering Hospital, New York City. They've gone out to Putnam Hospital in um, Putnam, New York. They've gone out to Westchester Medical Center in Valhalla, New York. They've gone out to Elmhurst Hospital in Queens, Lawrence Hospital in uh, Bronxville, New York, right next to New Rochelle, you know, where that whole, where it started. That's right. Um, where the town was quarantined. Yeah. Uh, a lady here in Mayapak, her daughter works there. She's an RN and she just reached out and she actually came and picked them up here. I leave them at the bottom of the driveway. You know, they grab them, they go. Or I meet them at the high school parking lot, Carmel High School, where my husband works. And we just basically, you know, they open their trunk. I put them on the floor. They throw them in the trunk. We walk away. And then we talk really far away, you know, mm-hmm. to know what's going on. Sure. And, and, and then just see who else needs them. Yeah. Now, let's talk about how this little movement started by you and your family in Mayopac, New York, has spread well beyond New York thanks to your efforts and the efforts of the company that makes the die cutter. Where else is this happening as a result of your design? And I've gotten a lot of Spanish-speaking ladies from Panama, Colombia, Mexico, Venezuela, Spain. And I'm fortunate enough to speak Spanish. And I have a cousin in Spain who has a cameo for who, when she comes here, I've taught her how to use it. And she's making shields in, in Madrid, Spain. They're making them everywhere. Santa Barbara, California, I got a beautiful note from an Ali Oshinsky that says, Dear New York, California is keeping you in our thoughts. We love you, and we will get through this together. She sent up 100 masks already made for me to distribute wherever it's needed here. So that's helping me a lot because I can get more out. So this has gone from a sleepy, beautiful hamlet of New York City, little New York City suburb, to truly a global movement. Yeah. Yeah, who would have thought? Never in my lifetime would I think that I would be making a face shield during a pandemic or even live through a pandemic. I just haven't wrapped that around my head yet, but I'm sure it'll hit me when this is all over. Yeah, or not only that, but that that you would have individuals around the globe actually replicating your design and putting them to use both for New York and for their own communities. Yes. Yes, never would I even think that. I mean, I always thought business, I will build it up, you know, we'll get out there. And this has gotten out there much more than, than, than my invitation business and everything, but in a positive way. Now, Ter- Teresa, you lived through 9-11, as did I, as fellow New Yorkers. And I think at that time... Of course, the the hearts and minds of the country and of the world were on New York, and I think we all were feeling 
that we wanted to give back and we wanted to in some way help what was such a tragic situation. And I, you know, it's remarkable now to think here we are 19 years later, nearly. And it sounds to me like, again, felt a similar call that you wanted to give back in some way. You, you dug deep and you thought about what your skill set is and came up with a really ingenious way of truly helping save lives. Yeah, I, I, I never in my life thought I'd have to be go through both, actually. When 9-11 hit, I remember the way we helped out is we made sandwiches because we were, you know, now we're from the city and our whole neighborhood and our whole town. And we were sending sandwiches to the, the frontliners down there to help out because they were working around the clock. I'll never forget that time. And now the face shield, who would have thought? But what I can say, New York, I know they come across, like, uh, I've heard it from some people out at, that are not New Yorkers, the little reserved people, a little bit more to themselves. But you know what? I keep telling them New Yorkers have a big heart. And New Yorkers, when they got to pull it together, they really pull it together and, and, and help each other out. You stated earlier, your main business, your day-to-day business in normal times is making these beautiful invitations. And now suddenly you've just got events, rightly so, left and right being canceled and people postponing weddings and graduations, maybe not even happening or maybe just happening online, but certainly no graduation parties. What do you foresee for your business? Do you have any prediction for when you might be able to pivot back into your regular invitation making? I have no clue, but the businesses are getting hit hard now. I am a small business, a very small business. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I have learned something through this whole thing. Tomorrow's not promised. Everything changes in the blink of an eye, and we should just be thankful for today. And I'm trying to stay focused on today, and when tomorrow comes, I will deal with it. But I'm hoping the most important thing now is to get rid of this virus and, and keep each other safe. Health is more important, I've realized, than, than money. Without health, you can't have money. So right. health is more important right now. That's right. So for those who are listening and those who don't have this lovely, fancy machine, what are some ways that they can assist in this particular effort that you've created? Number one, if anyone's listening and is a frontliner and needs shields, face shields, or would like face shields, please send uh, PM me, send a message at Teresa's Papery or Creations by Teresa on Facebook, and, and I would gladly send face shields. If anybody wants to donate supplies, same thing. Just I, I really wouldn't want, I really don't want money. i rather they have the supplies shipped to my house, whether it be the weather stripping or the elastic cord or trans, or clear transparencies. i rather that. I'm not looking to make a profit on any of this. I just really want to help out and give back. Now, I would love that, of course. I can use some help because it does add up. But I, if, I, if you do give help, I would love by either making shields or sending supplies would be wonderful. Fantastic. Well, we will put all of that information in the show notes. So for those of you Thank who you. want to follow and you should follow uh, Teresa, because apart from all of this, her creations, the creations by Teresa are absolutely beautiful. And she's just got such a flair and such a talent. So if you have a special occasion that you're planning for when all of this, maybe it's just even, I think Teresa, I think you need to start thinking about 
cards for people who are having parties to celebrate the end of the coronavirus, whenever that, that happens. Yes. I think yes, you need to start. Yes, we can't wait for that. Yes. yes, I would love to. That would be amazing. Yep. That's going to yeah. be a big party. But yeah. uh, I, I want to thank you so much, Teresa, for coming on the show and sharing the story and your family's story of the amazing thing that you've done. And I can't wait to hear how you continue to affect and help those frontline workers in the most selfless way possible. Thank you for having me. And thank you for sharing this. I look forward to, I can give you a hug when this is all over. I'll share some closing thoughts coming up right after this. After hearing that conversation with Teresa, I hope you'll agree that the work that she, her family, and so many others now around the country and around the globe are doing is indeed priceless. And although we may not all have die-cutting machines at our disposal, I sincerely believe that each one of us has a role to play, whether big or small, in helping fight not just the scourge of the virus itself, but the scourge of the loneliness, the scourge of the anxiety, the scourge of the sadness. Each one of us has something that we can be doing. There are only so many junk drawers that you can reorganize. So I challenge you to dig deep inside and think about the ways you can put your many talents to work in helping out in ways big or small. If you have an etiquette question, particularly one of coronavirus interest, please send it my way. I'd be happy to take it on if I can. And you can send those to me at Mr. Manners on Twitter or on Instagram. That's Mr. Spelled Out. Or even better, through a contact form on my website, which is whatmannersmost.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us on this journey as we explore what matters most. Mm-hmm.